Welcome back to the Scarlet Faithful Podcast. I'm your host and co-founder, Aaron Brightman, on Monday, June 12th, 2023. And what a busy few days it has been on the recruiting trail for both Rutgers football and Rutgers basketball. That's what we'll focus on in this episode on Monday to start off the week. First off with football, second big weekend in a row with many official visitors. I think the final count was 16 or 17, and they got four commitments over the weekend. Three were with uh, visitors. One was from a visitor from the prior weekend. Uh, and all of a sudden, the 2024 recruiting class for Rutgers now has 15 verbal commits. They're currently ranked number 21 nationally in the 24-7 sports composite rankings. Before I touch on that a little bit more, let's just talk about briefly about each recruit. On Saturday, the first of fall was uh, Aris uh, Bathia with Aris Miss Hall, uh, defensive lineman, uh, someone they've recruited for a long time. He's probably going to play inside for Rutgers. He's got good size, 6'2", 250. He is a top 10 recruit in New York, top 100 recruit uh, along the defensive uh, line, and a top 1,000 recruit. So quality there in terms of rankings uh, fills a need. Can never have enough quality defensive linemen. Keeps the pipeline going with Erasmus Hall and uh, is a was a target they've been after for a while. So uh, big win there. Uh, excited about him. Second commit was uh, Dakari Gilly from Jacksonville, Florida. He uh, is a safety, 6'3", has good size, as uh, a physical player, not highly rated. Um, but, again, this could be one of those. And he's also in Florida, so um, they have uh, such a competitive environment there. Could end up being a sleeper for Shiana. Does have some, uh, let's see what his Division One FBS Offers are Georgia Tech, Pitt, Central Florida, South Florida, Liberty, which is a uh, obviously a, a group of five, and then you have Florida Atlantic. Uh, so, you know, his offer list isn't going to blow you away, um, but they like him, and he's got potential. He's got good size. He could end up becoming uh, kind of a hybrid, maybe, uh, you know, in the dime package or, or end up even a linebacker possibly. So, uh, they seem excited about him. He committed on Saturday. And then you have, uh, and I, I should have mentioned Bethia uh, in terms of his offers, because he I know he has some uh, good offers there. Uh, Bethia has offers from uh, Maryland, Nebraska, Ole Miss, Pitt, Syracuse, Texas, and Virginia Tech, West Virginia. So really good offer list there for Bethia. And then the third commit of the day was Montel Johnson, a linebacker. Uh, from Michigan uh, is a player that they had gotten on campus and, and wanted for, for a while. Uh, he also uh, has offers from Boston College, uh, a bunch of Mac schools, Kansas, Kentucky, Louisville, Missouri, uh, also West Virginia. And uh, Georgia Tech, I guess, has some interest. So anyway, uh, he's a big linebacker. Um, really like his physicality, his size. So Rutgers got those three recruits all on the defensive side of the ball. And, you know, one thing I wanted to point out about readings and rankings these days is, you know, one thing I always look at is offer list. I always feel like offer list is sometimes even more telling than the ratings and rankings are. So in particular with Johnson and uh, Bethia, uh, pretty solid offer list. Uh, when you get close to, you know, 10 power five offers, that's always a good sign. So uh, both of them plus Gilly, 
on Saturday. And then Sunday, someone I'm super excited about uh, in terms of adding a, another wide receiver. Uh, and that is, um, of course, I'm, I'm dropping the ball here. Ben, Benjamin Black from Mallard Creek, North Carolina, right around Charlotte. Uh, I have family there. And uh, second receiver in the class from North Carolina, Isaiah Crumpler, is the other who previously committed and also visited last weekend. But Black, if you watch him on film, he's an All-American track athlete. He's been on um, uh, two uh, record holder, state record holder uh, relay teams. He's a state champion. Uh, he's uh, His 40-yard dash is 4.36. He has elite speed. But it's not just that he's elite speed. He's an elite athlete. And what I loved most about his film, though, was that it wasn't just his explosiveness, but his willingness to uh, go into traffic and catch contested balls. He caught a lot of tough, tough balls in tight spaces on film. And there's a chance he could end up on the defensive side of the ball. He's He could make an impact on special teams as well. But he's a perfect example for me that someone – he's a three-star recruit by 24-7 sports. He doesn't have a composite ranking. He's not, you know, superly high-rated. I think he's the type of guy that, you know, because he's so involved with track as well, I really feel like ratings can be biased in the sense of if you're not a full-time football player going to camp after camp after camp and being evaluated multiple times by analysts. And, you know, you, you just kind of, you don't get the ratings sometimes that you, you maybe deserve. And I can't say that for sure in this case, but it feels like to me just watching him on film uh, and knowing his ba- his, you know, background in terms of track, he just he feels like a steal here, like someone that's going to outperform his ratings and someone that uh, committed to football full time is going to just develop even more so at Rutgers. So I'm super excited about him. Rutgers now currently the 24 class, 15 members, like I said, currently ranked number 21 overall nationally, seventh in the Big Ten. That's encouraging. What is fair to point out, and in terms of expectations, and I've, I've touched on this a little bit, um, but I've mentioned that I think that this class is tracking more like a top 40 class. Part of that reason is when you look at the overall player grade uh, in terms of um, ranking within the conference, right? Uh, the player grade average for Rutgers is 86.12, 86.12. That's the average player grade per the class. That's actually 12th in the Big Ten. Only Illinois and Indiana have a lower per player grade average in the class of 24. So it's fantastic to be rated number 21 right now. The biggest reason is volume. Rutgers has 15 commits. A lot of programs, some are in single digits. um, And a lot of those programs are still going to add really high-end recruits, four-star, five-star, Rutgers does not have a four-star in the class yet. They're all three-stars. Again, I I agree. You take reading sometimes with a grain of salt. Black is an example. I just mentioned why, uh, you know, you can't get too hung up sometimes. I think this class, you know, Gabe Winowich is um, a three-star, 24-7, but composite. He's a a four-star. He's an athlete out of Michigan, probably going to end up, I think, running back to start. But uh, really high end. Then you have Crumpler, number two, Cerise, AJ Cerise, quarterback of the future. Really high on him. He looks really strong. He can make all the throws. He obviously coaches son, you know, understands the game. Uh, I, I think he's going to be really good. Uh, and then the other thing that I like is that Rutgers in, in the last two weekends uh, has gotten or 
yeah, the last two weekends has signed or, or verbally committed, uh, gotten three of their top six, four of their top eight in this class. Bathia is number four. Ty Coolhill Luman uh, is number five. He committed the week before with his brother, Ty Clean. Uh, and then you have uh, Ty Clean's right there as well. Uh, and number eight, Montel Johnson's number six in the class. So uh, you have four of the last eight uh, or four of the top eight recruits ranking-wise in the 24 class, four Rutgers, all visited within the last week and a half and all committed. So great job by the staff. They're building momentum. They have some four stars out there that they've been trying. You know, D.D. Holmes, the edge from D.C., Corey Duff Jr., um, I, I'm sure I'm forgetting. I know I'm forgetting a, a, a few others, but if Rutgers doesn't land, you know, a handful of four-star guys and spots are starting to fill up, uh, their their class has a ceiling. You know, again, that doesn't speak to the staff's ability to develop players, uh, and we know that they can. Uh, but that being said, to move up the ladder in the Big Ten, you, you want the the, the most talent you can get right so hopefully they can land a few four stars and build up this class a little bit uh if not you know it's definitely not going to finish in the top 25 for, you know hopefully around top 40 uh and again ratings or not there's a lot of guys in this class i really like uh sam piloff i think is another guy uh um the linebacker from wisconsin uh has a lot of potential kenny jones from del ran uh, offensive lineman big guy a lot of talent there uh, and I, I like the tight ends they got as well in uh, Keener, but also um, uh, where is that other tight end? Uh, I'm not seeing him. Oh, uh, Aguni. Uh, both of them. You know, I like that uh, Rutgers is finally paying attention to the tight end, which is a good segue for uh, their fifth commitment of the weekend, but a grad transfer for next season uh, in terms of landing Sean Bowman, the tight end from Maine, FCS transfer. Uh, was recruited to Maine by Joe Harasimiak, the current defensive coordinator for Rutgers, was the head coach at Maine. Uh, when he went there, he redshirted uh, his first season when Harasimiak was the head coach. Corey Heatherman, the current linebackers coach, was the defensive coordinator there uh, at the time. So they have that, that relationship. Bowman jumped in the portal last week. He got offers from uh, Mississippi State right away. Uh, there's been hints at others. I thought Todrick Hunt, I, I believe, reported Oregon among a few. So this kid was desirable. Uh, pro Football Focus rated him the third best FCS tight end returning for next season. Uh, if you watch him on film, I mean, he, he is exciting to watch. He's uh, a complete tight end, a true tight end, every down, down tight end, uh, his size, uh, his uh, playmaking ability. Uh, he can He's going to be able to block and pass catch. I'm just looking up his size real quick, uh, if I can, uh, in terms of uh, – how big he is. I believe he's six, five. Um, but you know, he has, he was an all conference player the last two years, uh, in, uh, at, at Maine, which is encouraging. And, um, so he has good experience there. Uh, I think again, it goes back to what I said on a podcast last week, uh, where between now, um, uh, Bowman, uh, who is, yeah, six, five, two fifty five, Bowman, uh, Jaquai Jackson and uh, Naheem Brantley, Nassim Brantley, you know, they could end up being the top three uh, receiving in receiving yards for Rutgers next season. Jackson's a Division II All-American. Brantley's an all-conference FCS receiver. 
And now you have Bowman, an all-FCS tight end. Uh, all, excuse me, all-conference FCS tight end. All have potential. All have been proven at that level. Again, it goes back to me just, you know, if you're a Big Ten team going into 2023, and yes, Chris Long could break out. Johnny Langan has had some success as a pass catcher. But, you know, unfair to him. He's been moved around so much in his career. It's unfair to expect him to have fully developed into a – uh, true tight end at this point, uh, but he is useful and he's still going to be useful. But I think having Bowman, I actually think Bowman's going to help him now not be such a focal point uh, and be able to be used in, you know, may, maybe less, but also better spots for him that, that best utilize uh, his skill set. So those are probably your top five receivers right there going into next year. Two tight ends, uh, which we know will be emphasized heavily by Shiraka. Uh, and then you have uh, Jackson and uh, Brantley out of FCS and D2. And then Chris Long, who showed flashes in the past, but um, not not a ton of you know experience even in his uh, limited time at Rutgers. So, again, talent is there. I'm excited about the offense with uh, that personnel I just mentioned. But, again, it's very unproven. So, as a team looking to, to move up the standings and greatly improve the offense, it's, it's possible. But – there should be concern that there's a lot of unproven commodities there. And I, I still hope they can get a receiver out of the FBS uh, and uh, preferably power five before it's all said and done. We'll see. Um, but obviously getting Bowman was important and uh, I think he's going to play a big role next season. So let's move on now uh, to basketball, a lot happening for basketball as well. Uh, just in terms of today being uh, Monday, uh, we got news uh, that, they added a Juco big man, Emmanuel Agbole. Uh, he played at Monroe Community College uh, in the Bronx last season, averaged almost uh, over 12 points and over eight rebounds per game, shot 69% from the floor. Not a great free throw shooter, shooter 49%. Um, extremely raw. Started playing basketball in his native Nigeria at 18. Uh, he only had one season at the Juco level, but it feels like a Pico special in terms of a guy that's going to be able to be developed. He's moldable. He's going to be able to learn under Cliff this coming season. He provides depth. He's 6'10". He's Big Ten ready physically. If you look at his film, I have it on an article, and I have an, um, also another piece coming up with a bunch of quotes he gave the program that I'm going to uh, use uh, to profile his background. Um, you know, he's explosive on tape. Obviously, he's at the Juco level, but Monroe went 29-5 last year. Uh, they went, you know, out to, to Kansas, uh, Hutchinson, Kansas for the, um, you know, Juco National uh, Tournament. So it's a good program, and he uh, was really good for them last year. He also had a Seton Hall offer. Rutgers has been on him the whole time. He visited during the season. He was at the Maryland game at the rack. So, again, another recruiting special by the staff in terms of staying on this kid, being uh, on top of him the whole time without – Many people even knowing he took an official visit two weeks ago. Turns out he took it when Dorch was there as well. I talked about, you know, the possibility that Rutgers would have kind of sneak in an official visitor uh, out of the portal. And they did. Uh, so I, I, I'm excited about him. I think, uh, you know, next year he's the perfect backup for Cliff. You know, Wolf is only 6'8". People were saying, oh, what happened to Antoine Wolf? He's only 6'8". He filled in as the backup five out of necessity. He's really more of a four. We saw his versatility 
his ability to, you know, against Purdue in the Big Ten tournament, how he dribbled all the way up the court. I think it was Purdue, maybe Michigan, but it was definitely the Big Ten tournament. He took it the distance and converted uh, at the rim after dribbling all the way up the court. He's got a diverse skill set, uh, and he, he's just not a natural five. So getting a, a bullet is huge, uh, and now you focus on the portal uh, or just filling the guard spot, wing spot. You need size. Joey Hart is a kid that um, they were pursuing, the Indiana high school kid. Uh, was a really good shooter, but extremely athletic. It sounds like he's going to Kentucky, uh, that they pulled the trigger on him. I, th- I think it's 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 being announced today, um, depending on the timing. So he's going to be off the table. So I, I think at this point, Rutgers is definitely going to focus on the portal in terms of bringing in an experienced player, preferably, I think, I, th- I think you have two, you know, you have three open scholarship spots still. I think you grab two. Uh, and I think between, you know, is it two guards? Is it a guard and a wing? Um, you need a guy with size. You, you need a defender. You need a shooter. I think you mix and match. You get best available. So I think you do that. You need one of those, I think, ideally needs to be a grad transfer, someone that can step in and make an impact and be a key rotational player right away next season. They need that. But I also like the value of getting a grad, uh, excuse me, not a grad transfer, but someone out of the portal that can play right away that has more than one year left because next season uh, you're going to have a lot of young guys on the roster. You're losing experience. So to have someone acclimated in the program that's going to be back next season uh, would be really valuable, which ties us into 2024 recruiting class tomorrow, Tuesday, 4.30, Bryce Dorch, four-star wing, uh, number 108 in the – uh, newly kind of crafted 24-7 composite uh, rankings uh, right on, on on the fringe of the top 100. Super athletic, uh, can get to the rim, create his own shot, uh, long, uh, disruptive in passing lanes, good defender. Excited about him. I think he you know brings more balance to the 24 class if he does ultimately commit. He included Virginia Tech and Temple in his final three. He was kind of hotly pursued by Marquette for a time. He visit, took an official there. Um, I don't know if he fell off their map or he fell off their map, but um, at any rate, it's looking really good that Rutgers is going to land him for tomorrow. And then you have him in the 24 class. And then another subject I wrote about today was once again, Ace Bailey and Dylan Harper being reunited both at the U19 USA basketball training camp this weekend. Uh, It's now progressed into today. They made cuts today. Dylan Harper made the cut. He's only one of six high school players out of 18 players to make the cut. Ace Bailey did not. It was reported by Adam Finkelstein that Ace Bailey has been sick and missed the last two practice sessions, and that's most likely why he was cut, that when he did participate, he looked really good. And I I linked someone else, I forget who, had, had mentioned him as a top three standout yesterday morning at training camp. So it's unfortunate for him. C. Peichel and Brandon Knight are there, which is great. Duke is there. Kansas is there. One thing, by the way, the assistant coaches, and, and they're not the coaches for the actual team, but I guess they're running the training camp. When you have high school recruits at this training camp and you have Division One college coaches you know, running it, is that not a conflict of interest in terms of recruiting and, and the portal these days and NIL? And lo and behold, who's one of the coaches that's there? But Micah Shrewsbury, the new head coach of Notre Dame. And where is recently announced transfer Paul Mulcahy considering? Sounds like Notre Dame is on the list. So you can't imagine the Steve Peichel and Brandon Knight and the rest of the program is too happy about that. And it just seems kind of crazy that you can have these college coaches uh, overseeing these high school players, you know, college kids, yes, that, that's, 
with the portal and NIL, it's still not great. But these are going to be high school seniors that haven't decided yet. And you have these college coaches openly working them out for, you know, and it's all for the good for USA basketball. And I'm all for that. But it just seems a little ridiculous. And what, you know, kind of restraints or limitations are there put on to, to kind of prevent any bad situation? I'm not saying I'm worried about Micah Shrewsbury stealing Ace Bailey and, and Dylan Harper. It's just the principle. It's the point of it, especially when you have a guy in the portal now who's reportedly, you know, being pursued by that coach. It's just it's not a good look for anybody. And it just kind of is another example of the wild, wild west that is college basketball recruiting today. Uh, talked a lot. Just to, to wrap up real quick, men's basketball at the portal. I think they got to get two guys. You need to get a, a, a guaranteed is a weird word, but you know you need a guy that you're pretty confident in is going to be a uh, significant contributor in the rotation next year. Uh, whether that ends up being a starter, whether it's you know top two or three off the bench, you need a guy that's going to be a rotational player. Again, I talked about, I wrote about how I do like the existing six seven man core coming back with Cliff and Wolf. Now you bring a, a bully in the mix, so even better. You have Mag on, um, you know, recovery watch. Hopefully, he's back sometime in December. So that's a four foursome four court. That's I think pretty solid. Then you have Gavin Griffiths. Antonio Troll and Andre Hyatt on the wing. And then you have Derek Simpson and Noah Fernandes in the backcourt. Backcourts then, I think you got to get two guards. I, You know, you got to get a big guard. Fernandes and Simpson are not big. Simpson's 6'2". Fernandes is only 5'11". So I think you need to get a 6'4", 6'5", guard. You know, or if that's a wing, uh, it's kind of an undersized wing. But I think a big guard and maybe you add a wing. And, and one of those has to be a shooter. I think the other one has to be a reliable defender. And you mix and match, and who knows what other skill sets cross over. But um, I think we're seeing, again, with the commitment of Agbole today, or it wasn't even the commitment, they announced the signing. So this has been done. Dorch looking good for tomorrow. I'm sure they're already deep in with at least one guard wing replacement to add into the rotation. This is just an example of a winning program and how they handle adversity and how well-prepared Steve Peichel and the staff are. And we'll see the fruits of it soon. You know, I talked about the urgency of getting it all done in January. And, you know, we're just a few days in and, and they're getting stuff done. So just in terms of adversity hitting and all that. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Thanks for listening and watching once again. I'll be back tomorrow. Of course, maybe two. Maybe I'll get one out before the Dorch uh, announcement. And then hopefully be back when Dorch uh, potentially does commit. And we'll see what, see uh, how the day takes us. But uh, thank you for watching and listening once again. Follow all my coverage at scarletfaithful.com. I have plenty more on all the football commits from this past weekend and basketball as well. And I'll talk to you tomorrow.